Tim Lacombe. Ron Boone has a few questions for you tonight. I'm going to be interrogated by the Booner. Let's talk zones. Okay. And what's your favorite zone? I mean, what if you were head coach somewhere, what would be your favorite zone? One, three, two, three, one, three, one, two, one, two. I play, I'd like to play a two, three that kind of bumps and flexes. So it kind of moves from a two, three to a three, two. So it's kind of what we played at, at BYU. Okay. Let's, let's forget about BYU. Let's talk about if you were an NBA coach and you got the talent level that you have with, with any of these NBA teams, you would run a 2-3. No, I, I, okay, I, I hear you now. Okay. Yeah, no, I would, I would extend it. I'd probably run something like a 1-3-1. One, one. Okay, uh, because shifting with a zone is, that's the zone, right? I mean, everyone has to shift in the right directions. Um, yep. Oh, everybody and, and has cover his... passing lanes. Yep. And protect. Yeah, everybody's got a slide. Right. Yep, that's correct. So that I didn't see tonight. I thought the Jazz Zone was absolutely terrible. And true enough, they don't run a lot of zones. Maybe they don't practice it, practice it as well. But this is something that it looks like they want to try to do going forward. And so they chose tonight, being that the Rockets are shorthanded, to, to work on something like that. But I was just curious to what, what you would do. I mean, what kind of zone you would like. And, and if you're going to play a zone, what, what has to be covered? I mean, passing lanes obviously have to be covered, with, you know, that kind of thing. But rotation then, you've got a, a player like Rudy in the middle. And that's on a 2-3, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, the NBA, it makes it diff more difficult than what I dealt with because of the defensive three-second and that whole thing. Um, but, you know, I agree with you. I thought for a zone to be really good, you know, much like man, everybody's got to – when the ball moves, you have to move according to where the ball goes right. in a zone. And everybody has to understand you're, you're really playing on the next pass. There so, you, there you, you know what I'm saying? Yes. So as the next pass comes, you, you are anticipating that. And what I felt like tonight is the Jazz, like maybe a couple guys were in it and the other guys were a little bit late. And that's why you see, you saw some frustration from a couple guys yeah. because they just, they just were not in sync. The other thing that a zone makes you do, and especially if you don't play a lot of it, it makes you stand a little bit. And, you know, off, off, offensive rebounds are tough because, again, you're, you've got an assignment to an area, and then when the ball's shot, that has to become – an assignment to a man, and then that's all communicated as well. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, a few notes of importance. The Rockets took um, 111 shots tonight. 111 <laughs> shots tonight. Crazy. What, 15 or 16 of those came up on the offensive glass. Yeah, they got a lot of offensive rebounds. Um, that uh, is the most field goal attempts in a game since March 27th of 1987 when the San Antonio Spurs took 112. I don't know if that was against the Jazz or just in general. I'm waiting to find out. Here's my next thing for you, Ron. I looked up 
1968 San Diego Clipper Rockets. First of all, it was an expansion team. Elvin Hayes wasn't on that team. He was team. not, of no, course, because no, he would he, not lose 17 no, in a no, row because he's yeah. Elvin Peeping Hayes. Yeah, because he came out in 69 with... Um, and that's how they, you know how they got uh, Elvin Hayes? They tanked by losing 17 <laughs> in a row. You know how these guys are going to get Cade Cunningham? They're <laughs> doing what they're doing. The only redeeming value I can find out of the San Diego Rockets is that they seem to have maybe been a um, home for very good announcers. Ron's trying to give Ron Craig Bullerjack something he's not been... They, the, the only value I can find, Ron, to the 68 San Diego Rockets is they have, they created one of the best GMs of all time and two very good announcers. So John McLaughlin, who's a longtime analyst for the Milwaukee Bucks, was on that team. Uh-huh. Jim Barnett, who was a longtime Warriors announcer, still is. He, still he, you, he and Stu Lance have the longest running, I think, run of games, right? Uh, yes. And um, Pat Riley was on that team. Mm -hmm. And really, that's the most the 68 San Diego Rockets have ever been talked about since. And will ever be talked about again. They finished 15 and 68, 15 and 67 in a 12-person league. They ranked 12th offensively and 10th defensively. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> and they drafted Elvin Hayes next, exactly like the Rockets. And moved to Houston. Yes. I'll tell you what, Cade Cunningham was special tonight. They beat Baylor? Yep. Have he you watched these five kids, Tim? What's that? Have you watched any of these five kids? Yeah. Um, and are all five of them as good as everyone says? It appears, it appears so, but, you know, it's always interesting. But I'm telling you, this Cunningham kid is special. He's got it. He's yeah. got it. <clears throat> well, there, there's some teams making a strong effort to get him. No, no doubt. All right, have fun, boys. Hey, you Jake, very... you're still there. Hello, I'm Hi. here. Yes, Jake. yes, thank you. Okay. Uh, thanks, guys. Great job tonight. Okay, see you. 114 to 99 is your final. Jazz beat the Rockets. We're breaking it down next here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz back from the All-Star break. Come up with a win. They beat the Rockets tonight, 114-99. It's your Jazz Game Night postgame show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz led tonight by Donovan Mitchell, who had 28 points, 8 assists, and 7 rebounds. And, Coach, this one got a little uh, maybe a little closer than we might have anticipated. Jazz opened up a 20-point lead in the third quarter. But the Rockets brought it back to within four. Uh, only for the Jazz to pull away and win by 15. But uh, the Rockets, man, we, we talked about this in the pregame. The effort was going to be there. These guys are out there playing for opportunities, and the effort was certainly there. Yeah, they, they played hard, but uh, I, I think it speaks more to kind of the laps that, you know, that we saw. Um, I just didn't think that, that the Jazz played with the same sort of intensity and enthusiasm, and really, to me, the ball didn't move as well. Uh, even though they had a ton of assists tonight, uh, you know, they, they, they still assisted 24 times. But I just felt like there were, um, you know, for every opportunity that they had, um, it was kind of 50-50 whether they took it or not. Um, and the obvious play was there, and they've been great at making it. And tonight I felt like, you know, there was just a little bit of uh, – it could have been just out of sync, but that was kind of my take from, from 
you know, just watching the offense. Yeah, it felt like it, they, you know, in that beginning of the fourth quarter, they went to kind of a one-on-one style and got away from what works for them and give give Houston a lot of credit because they played with some energy and they put up, dialed up the pressure with the Jazz have struggled with at times. But uh, it, it just seemed like they went through – it's almost kind of lapses where at the beginning, I mean, just using the second half for a second, at the beginning of the second half, man, it moved. It yeah, moved it around and whipped around and they were playing well. And then it kind of gets bogged down into that one-on-one. And then at the end of the fourth quarter, when they moved, uh, when they put the Rockets behind them, finally, it got back to that where you saw the ball movement. Royce knocks down a couple open threes, for example, and uh, they end up winning going away. And, and, you know, I'm excited to actually hear what Quinn has to say tonight. I think, um, I, th- I think he does a great job of, of not really sugarcoating anything. I think he talks in, about the things they do well, and I think there's always some indication of things that he feels like they, they kind of left on the table. Um, tonight, you know, a game like tonight is hard. I- I've been a part of many of them. You, uh, you know, you, sometimes you take it, uh, the players take for granted the fact that they're going to win the game and maybe do some things out of character. I think that may be coupled with so much zone, because we haven't seen him play that much zone all no. all year long, that that certainly could have had an impact on why, uh, you know, at the end of the day, Houston just kind of out hustled them, and that's that was the part that was a little bit unsettling. Yeah, our guy Booner, uh, not pleased with how the Jazz played uh, their he zone. He said the zone was horrible. Need a, needs a little work, which uh, you know, in in this truncated season, is going to be tough to get. So maybe this, that's why they played it so much tonight, is they wanted to get some work because they just don't get the the practice time that they normally do. Yeah, and I actually like it. I actually like because you you only get to really roll it out there in certain times, and I like that it actually kind of became a game plan thing tonight, and they were going to play that, uh, and that I'm sure that was something they talked about and worked on prior going in. And then as far as the Rockets go, they had 19 offensive rebounds. Locke pointed this out. They had 111 field goal attempts, which is just madness. And uh, Kevin Porter Jr. was going to try and get all of them as he went 11 for 25. He had 27 points and eight assists. But... Can I just add to the wow to on that 111? They had 111 and the Jazz had 81. So they had 30 more shots. That's incredible. On the basket. <laughs> That's... If that was a soccer game. That is not be worn out. Yeah, you just but thirty more shots. 30. Man, that's amazing. I don't think I've ever seen that, honestly. I don't think I've either. It's another one of those nights. Well, David said they hadn't. We haven't seen a game with uh, field goal attempts that high against the Jazz since what? Going back to the what do you say, the Spurs of nineteen eighty seven? Right. Jeez. So there you go. That that's a little bit unique to have one hundred and eleven field goal attempts and still lose. Probably is is something to behold. <laughs> just oh, to me, it's just it's got to be really tough right now to be a rocket or a Rockets fan. Oh, it's got to be tough. Well, to get all those offensive rebounds and still only score twenty points in the fourth quarter, it's got to be a tough. Pill but like to you said, you know, they, they were nine for forty-three from three. Yep, a robust twenty point nine percent. So, yeah, to David's point too. I mean, there's going to be a lot of rebounds to be had when they miss sixty-five shots. Yep. All right, uh, with that, we will say good night to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way Sunday afternoon. Well, Sunday matinee. The Jazz will be in Golden State taking on the Warriors. That game will tip off at 2 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, we've got sound from the locker room. We've got sound from Coach Schneider as well. Jazz pick up the victory 114-99 to right here on the Jazz Radio Network.
Jazz Game Night post-game show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. 114-99 to is your final jig. Scott coach Tim Lacombe. We're over here on uh, 97.5, the zone. Uh, Utah State, Colorado State is on 1280. Uh, but uh, never you fear, Aggie fans. If you want to keep uh, keep it locked here to the post game, we'll keep you up to date on what's going on in Vegas uh, with Utah State and Colorado State because the winner of this game likely will go to the tournament regardless of the outcome of the, the final game coming up tomorrow. So we will uh, keep you up to date on that uh, scoreboard. We'll get you sound coming up from uh, the locker room here momentarily. But let's dive into your sharp stats of the game brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Jazz tonight shot uh, 48% from the field, 15 of 40 from three, 37.5% led by Donovan Mitchell's 28 points, eight assists, and seven rebounds. Donovan was nine of 23, three of nine from three. He did go to the line eight times, seven of eight. Uh, Mike Conley had 20 points to go along with four assists and three rebounds. Uh, Bogdanovich with 15. Jordan Clarkson had 15 coming in off the bench. Royce O'Neal with a double-double, 10 points, 11 rebounds. Rudy Gobert with a double-double, 14 points, 11, uh, excuse me, 13 rebounds, and six blocks for Rudy, which, I mean, considering I think the Rockets' tallest guy tonight was 6'6", probably shouldn't be a, a huge shocker, but uh, Rudy Gobert, that's a huge number. Yeah, just shows he's really active. Um, he, he blocked a couple of those with his elbow. You know, <laughs> some of those guys were so. But, uh, you know, I just love his relentless effort. Um, it was interesting because I think the game got a little quick um, and he, he actually came out, you know, subbed in a, in a moment that he doesn't normally do that. Um, and he, and they put favors in for a bit and then Rudy came back. But, uh, I thought the jazz, uh, once the game kind of got in doubt, uh, really kind of buckled down on both sides and did a good job of, of making things difficult. Yeah, they did. I mean, this was, this was certainly not a perfect performance for the Utah jazz. There's a lot to be wanting uh you know coming back off the all-star break I, I i will be very curious to hear kind of what tone and what coach schneider uh chooses to say after this one uh you know they get a 15 point game a uh, 15 point win but certainly did not play perfectly in a weird way tim is this a game that a that a coach actually kind of likes because you still win but you get to go into film with some stuff to point out and some stuff to work on to kind of get things back locked in absolutely it's it's so much easier to not have the full disappointment. You know, if they would have somehow lost this game and you could imagine the tailspin that could possibly create. Right. Uh, but to be able to win it and, you know, the coach is relieved, the players are relieved, but there's plenty of film, you know, that a couple of those last blockouts, you know, uh, Ron and, and Dave talked about it, but um, just the effort stuff, which ha- has not been an issue with this team this year. So, um, you know, you, you that's why you look at the zone maybe that's why they stood around a little bit but um it has not been an issue and i don't expect effort to be an issue yeah there are plenty of blockouts that they'll be able to highlight on this one again maybe the most uh, the craziest stat of the night is the rockets took 111 shots tonight and they had 19 offensive rebounds which is which is incredible in fact anthony lamb uh himself had seven offensive rebounds and Kenyon Martin Jr. had six. <laughs> That's crazy. That's it's just nuts. I mean, uh, and some of those were just blockouts, right? I mean, some were the were the zone. Some were, were some really clunky threes that the Rockets launched that you know make funky rebounds and that sort of thing. But uh, you know, there were a couple. Even you know, Donovan Mitchell didn't pin his guy. Boyan Bogdanovich, 
you know, just some one-off examples here or there. But, uh, you know, I would, I would guess there are plenty of missed blockouts to highlight in film. And, and that's, that's probably the thing that would disturb, you know, Coach Snyder the most uh, are those things that this team really has been really good at the details and they've been good at the little things and making the, other, the next play for your teammate. And so those will probably be the things that he focuses on, I would guess. The Jazz had six offensive rebounds. But on the defensive glass, they out-rebounded them 44 to 31. Right, so they ended up both had 50 rebounds. Yep. But the Jazz, that's, an, that's a team the Jazz should really, really annihilate on the glass. You would think so. Yeah. All right, let's let's uh, let's get some post-game sound. Let's get things rolling. Uh, let's start off with Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. We'll have our first question from Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Yep. Coach, uh, first game back from the All-Star break, uh, they turned it, Houston turned it into a fourth quarter battle there. How would you assess your team's overall play tonight? Very poor. Very poor on a lot of levels. We gave up, gave up the paint, gave everything up. We gave up the paint, gave up threes. We were lucky they didn't make more shots because we were porous defense. We executed the last three minutes, but we had a 21 point lead. We let up. They had everything they wanted on the offensive glass, 20 offensive rebounds. We turned it over 20 times. It wasn't a lot that we did well tonight. And I understand that you're coming off a break. You know, there's a lot of things that, you know, that you could point to as explanations, but, you know, those those explanations, you know, aren't going to do it. You just have to be better. And we know how to be better. Just we, we, we weren't as focused as we need to be. We weren't as disciplined as we need to be. You know, just wasn't, we didn't play well. And, you know, that happens. But when it happens like this, um, you know, it, it's not something that, that any of us can accept. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Quinn, I was going to ask you specifically about the, the 20 turnovers, the 20 offensive rebounds. Uh, to what do you attribute kind of those those breakdowns in those specific areas? Didn't mean as much as it needs to. It just got to mean more. And, you know, you're going to give up a you know, you're going to give up a few offensive rebounds when guys are crashing from the perimeter. But it's just got to be more important for everybody to do their job in those situations. And on the offensive end, you know, I, I understand your timing's off. You know, those some of those things can can contribute to it. Um, but our decisions, our decisions weren't great, and we weren't strong enough with the ball. Just got to be tougher mentally in those situations and not have those breakdowns. Last question, Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Are you guys trying to do new things on either end of the floor, or was this just a case of the habits not being in place? Just, I mean, it's hard to say um, habits, Andy. Um, I, I guess, you know, when something's a habit, um, you do it. But I think in this case, there was nothing that we were doing that was new. And, and in a sense, we played more zone um, because we had a trouble keeping, I think they had like, I don't know, 60 points in the paint. So, you know, that was something we did. We had some success with it, um, but we still gave up rebounds. It's, um, you know, we, I, our whole team knows that we have to be better, you know, and we've been better. But it just shows you that, that there's a fine line in all those things on any given night. And we have to maintain the focus that we need um, to play the way that we can.
and we didn't have that uh, we didn't have that right that focus tonight thank you coach that's jazz head coach Quinn Snyder and uh, we wondered what kind of tone and what coach Snyder would say well that's as critical as he's been of this team all year in fact uh, talked about the performance said very poor on a lot of levels strong words coming from coach tonight and we we talked about it before he made those comments, um, and before we heard them, he 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 is very very tuned in to what this team needs. And I think um, right now, uh, with the the little bit of a slide at the end of the first half, and coupled with this effort tonight, you know, I I think he kind of sees that um, there may be some things uh, that they've really got to kind of hone in on to get better. So uh, I, I certainly trust his judgment, and I love his feel for how to coach this team. I uh, talked about the offensive rebounds and the turnovers. He said those areas just didn't mean enough. Which I, I mean, you gotta, you know, you certainly can point at the offensive rebounds and say that because a lot of that is, you know, the, as you mentioned earlier in the show, the the willingness to do the hard things like block out and and go chase down those 50-50 balls. So I can see what coach is getting out there. And the one thing I would say this team, if you wanted to use a couple words, I think they've been uh, really unselfish, and I think they've played uh, pretty detailed, effort-oriented basketball. I think that would be fair to say, sure. you know, mm-hmm. judgment from this season. And tonight, I honestly, from the very beginning, it just seemed a little different from the uh, even the unselfish standpoint. And, and I know, again, I made the comment that they had 24 assists, but this team's going to have assists. But – in my mind, they could add 36. You know what I mean? I think they left stuff on the table where maybe a couple of guys drove it one too many dribbles and charged, you know, or, or had their mind to hit the roll, but the roll was covered, and they threw it to the roll anyway. So just things like that that we haven't seen a lot of. So, you know, Quinn's got to – he just got to get these guys thinking right again. Maybe tonight, uh, and there wasn't certainly much to complain about Donovan Mitchell's tonight uh, game tonight, 28 points, 8 assists, 7 rebounds. But he did have the four turnovers and, you know, is a reminder of what he continues to work on in his game, making the right reads, using his, his verbiage, but certainly making the right decisions and those sorts of things. Uh, he uh, did what you were talking about a few different times where he got in the lane and when the shot wasn't there, he didn't make quite the right decision where to go with it, and it led to some turnovers and some sloppy play. But, I mean, you know, Royce had a couple of those. Jordan Clarkson had a couple of those. Uh, Mike Conley, not as much. Mike was, man, he made some smooth moves tonight. But he had three turnovers himself, so maybe he made one or two he'd like to have back. But uh, I can certainly see what you're getting at there. And, and I think the thing this team has to remember above all else is the strength of this team and what makes this team different from all the other teams in the league right now and even, you know, we've talked historically is that this the strength of this team is the team. And it, it's Clarkson one night and Donovan one night and Rudy one night and Boyan one night. And as long as everybody's okay with that, which they have been, it really works. And so that's the way we've seen that they can find excellence. And now it's just, you know, you're always trying to figure out how to get back into that groove that you had when you when things were going great. Six jazz players tonight in in double figures. You know, still not their best performance, but but got that team effort. All right, coming up, uh, we will get you more sound from the locker room. We'll let you hear from the players. Uh, Want to remind you uh, the post game brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer and the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. More straight ahead jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network.
Podcast Game Night Post Game Show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz now 28-9 on the season. They beat the Rockets tonight 114-99. to uh, Let's get a look at your points in the paint brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-CERTA or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting. You do life. At one point tonight, the Jazz were really dominating the points in the paint, and they ended up uh, uh, down significantly, 58-42. to 42. Uh, And that has to do, I think, a lot with those second-chance points we talked so much about, 19 offensive rebounds for the Rockets tonight. Yep, and um, and that's what <laughs> really has Coach Snyder in a bad mood, right? Uh, he does. That's the one thing as a coach that really guts you when the effort isn't where you feel like it should be. So um, I think that 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 that's uh, that's certainly on the probably the top of his mind and something he wants to address right away. Yeah, that's got to bug coaches. It's one thing to see. I I'm sure your guys take open shots and miss them, or just uh, the other team plays well and makes a play on a ball or something like that. I'm sure that's uh, easier to get uh, past as a coach than effort issues because that uh, you don't want to say inexcusable, but it kind of is. Yeah, no, it is. It's, you know, these guys, especially at this level, they're pros. Um, and you know, it's, it's almost the opposite of what I kind of expected tonight was these guys to be shot out of a cannon with all the time off and everything, uh, against a team like that. But, you know, it, it's a, it just goes to show you how, and you mentioned this in the pregame, just how dialed in and, and great the jazz played for much of the first half of the season. And, you know, the expectation now is, you know, people love this team. They love watching them play. Um, and so this is just something that great teams go through and just got to find a way to get back to that that level. Get it back dialed in, dialed clicked in. in and, yep. I mean, because they really did. I mean, they beat some really good teams in that run in the first half. I mean, it wasn't a sense. You can point to other stretches in jazz basketball where you say, well, the schedule was weaker. They had this many home games or didn't have back-to-backs uh, on and on. It seems like during that stretch in the first half, I mean, they had good teams. They had tough schedules. They had long road trips and still managed to stay dialed in and It'll be interesting to, if they get back dialed in uh, at any point this season like they were there. I mean, if they could bring that back by the time playoffs rolled around, I'm sure they'd prefer to do that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and that's that's part of the game. You know, you, you want your guys to get out of the gates good, uh, and then you want them to be able to uh, be consistent. And that's the one thing, at least from a win-loss standpoint, this team's been really consistent. Yeah. And so uh, now it's just really – you're really thinking – bigger things you're thinking how do we get this team to be the very best they can be in the playoffs and really give ourselves a chance to win a championship and and so there's way more at play here than um you know than just tonight's win and on Quinn's mind he's thinking how do we make this you know take from really good to great and you know what give the Rockets credit we probably won't talk enough about this because it's not all that interesting uh, as the show goes along after all the jazz didn't win by 15 but I, I find it interesting watching shorthanded teams because these are guys that are out there. They're not, they're not, uh, the, they're playing for opportunity. They're playing for their next paycheck. I mean, they've got a lot to, to I mean, if, if you look at Kevin Porter Jr. tonight, he has, he has a lot on the line. You know, he's a guy who's uh, spent some time in the D League and who's bounced around. This is only his second game with a new team. And all of a sudden he's out there playing 38 minutes and has the opportunity to get up 25 shots. I mean, he's going to go out there and play his hardest because, 
he doesn't know when his next big opportunity is going to come. It's like a job interview. Yeah, it's like a job interview. There's like six or seven of those guys that played tonight for the Rockets who only had eight players available. So go out there and play like your hair's on fire because you know, you're playing for your next deal or your next 10 day or, or to stay out of the G league or, you know, put on film something for next year. I mean, there's just so many reasons to go out there and play as hard as you can. And you've got to give the Rockets credit. They certainly did that. And the, and the one thing, you know, from a jazz point of view, you know, as a, as a coach, what you would hope is that the, the guys would be focused on, you know, eat, eat, both these teams are headed in totally opposite directions. Right. Um, and the, the thing is a coach you want, your team going into a game like this to not think about that or even worry about what that team's doing. You just focus on how to get your team better. And, you know, when, when your team in your mind takes a step back, it's obviously probably a time where you feel like, how can we motivate them? And Quinn's thing is, you know, I'm just going to tell them the truth. And I, I think that's what he's done. And that's why his relationships are really good with these guys. All right, let's get some uh, sound from the players going. Let's go back down to uh, the media room where Joe Ingles is up. First question, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Joe, you guys uh, commit 20 turnovers, allow 20 offensive rebounds. What was kind of the breakdown in in those areas tonight? Um, I I was going to say some real smart ass. I mean, just, yeah, I mean, obviously with – a lot of their guys out. I think they had an emphasis on just kind of playing hard too. Obviously, there's guys out there that who knows kind of where their careers are at and tell where they're going to go. But they had a pretty big opportunity tonight, and I think they they obviously took advantage of it. They they crashed every possession. Um, some of them were probably obvious kind of box outs that, that we just missed. Some of them, a couple of them, really blocked it or whatever, and they they were able to get it. So that's. Um, it's obviously something that I mean. I think I had twenty or twenty-one or whatever it was, which is which is horrible. So um, we obviously need to make sure um, we don't let that happen again. Um, the turnovers. Uh, I think sometimes we know we're going to have some turnovers because we do move the ball. Obviously, twenty is way way too many. Um, so just yeah, I mean, just being smarter with the ball. Re- obviously, reading the defense, reading what they're doing, how they're playing us. Um, some of them are, are just kind of stupid ones, but there's obviously some that we can, um, well, a lot that we can we can change and, and make better decisions at the at the point of um, the the possession. So um, obviously, I'm glad to get a win, but it wasn't the the prettiest one. And um, yeah, we'll watch. No doubt, we'll watch some film and, and we'll get ready for the next one. Kristen Kenny, Joss TV. Joe, coach, described the play tonight as very poor. Uh, with that said, what is the first thing that you want to address as you guys hit the road? Um, I mean, we obviously didn't play well. Um, I think we had a, not that this is an excuse or anything, but we had a pretty big week with with Doug and everything that happened there. And um, I know personally, and I know some other guys, I'm, I'm sure coach too, that there was, so I mean it was a it was a tough week. This this dude's been such a, a massive part of our organization for 21 years. And um to not kind of have him with us for the first time is is, is I mean it's it's extremely sad. So um that that obviously like I said, it's it's not an excuse, but I think there was some like I know I know I was thinking about it a lot. Um but yeah, we we regardless of 
that we we have to be able to kind of not put your your personal life on the side but when we're when we're out there playing we've we've got to be locked in and and there was obviously times we weren't tonight and uh, whatever the choice of words that coach used was obviously right so like i said we'll we'll go and watch it and um no doubt we'll we'll uh we'll sit there and, and figure it out and and i mean the, the great thing about the nba is we'll be back out there in 48 hours or whatever it is to 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 have another chance and, and play better all right, last question, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Joe, I actually wanted to ask a little bit about Doug. Uh, I know that you were close with him. A lot of the guys were really close with him and um, just sort of what he meant to the team. And then additionally, kind of like you were saying, I think a lot of people don't really realize the kinds of things that NBA players go through and are have to kind of put on the back burner each day when they're going to work. How difficult is it to sort of balance that? I mean, it's hard. I, I, I understand. Um, we, our job is kind of view. Uh, we normally play in front of 20,000 people here and, and not that they don't care what's going on in your personal life, but they're here to watch us play. They want to, they want to see us play well. Um, but at the end of the day, we're, we're real human beings that have stuff that go on. Like, stuff with Jacob with me a few ago, few years ago, like there's, there's real stuff that happens in our lives um, that we obviously it's like, again, it's our, it's our job to be able to almost like compartmentalize parts and like leave, try and leave it in the locker room and go out there and, and do what we uh, are obviously paid to do. But I mean, no doubt it's hard. And, and, and especially the, the, the Doug stuff, like, like I said, like 21 years, a few years before that with, with Kyle and John. And um, I said it the other day, like he, he's, he was almost that kind of the glue guy off the court for us, his personality, um, his horrible humor for most of the part. Um, but like you, you sit there and think about like I was Hannah Renee yesterday. Um, like I, I, I wish I went to to one more massage that I didn't go to and, and stuff like that. So there's, he was just such a, uh, I know behind the scenes that um, it's like, you guys don't get to see him a lot and what he, what he was to our group. Um, but I mean, yeah, seven years with him. Um, I had, uh, I guess I'm, I'm very grateful that I got seven years with him and, and some, Hilarious times, some sad times. Um, I'm, I'm so glad he got to come to the bubble with us and, and do that with us to um, experience that and then obviously spend some pretty close time with him. Um, speaking to his, his wife and his girls, obviously that part of it is extremely sad. And, and obviously the organization, me personally, um, I think anyone um, is going to be there for them and, and whatever they need. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's been personally one of the the toughest weeks i've had in a very very long time um we think about him all the time we talk about him all the time like i said there's so many good memories for from our experiences within the the last few years so um yeah just just uh yeah really tough week all right that's it thank you joe we appreciate your Thanks, time guys. There's Joe Ingles uh, talked about uh, tonight's game, but also talked a lot about Doug Burrell, the uh, uh, team massage therapist who passed away uh, a lot. Well, I guess early this week. And, um, you know, he, Joe tried really hard not to make it sound like an excuse. And I, I don't think he made it, it sound like that, but uh, it is a reminder. And you heard Sarah Todd of the Des News uh, mentioned this in her question. 
you know, that the, that uh, NBA basketball players, athletes, uh, you know, we're talking about people. And when you lose somebody from your inner circle, I mean, just think of uh, your own, you know, work group or office group, those sorts of things. And when you have a loss, man, how could it not affect you, you know? And uh, I, I'm glad Joe took some time to to talk a little bit that more about that more in depth because I think that is important. Uh, you know, the Jazz uh, team lost a, a family member, and, of course, that's going to have an effect on – on uh, the guys on the team for sure. Yeah, it's a you know obviously a really sad thing, and and um, you know Doug made a, a huge contribution to the organization for a long, long time. Um, you know the the fact that he was talked of as a glue guy. Joe yeah. talked about him as a glue guy off the floor. Um, you know, and and it is tough. It, it is the one thing you don't think about with players, coaches, but you know they do all this in the limelight, and then they've got their own personal lives and everything that they're working through, and. You know, we can all relate to waking up and not feeling it that day. Yeah. And so, yeah, that coupled with all the pressure and everything else, um, I'm sure that's that's that certainly contributed perhaps to the, a little bit of the poor effort that, um, that Coach Snyder talked about. And plus all of us who've, who've lost loved ones, of course, that, uh, that applies to most of us, um, you know, when we see – things that remind us of them, like those types of things. Like you, you come to work or you come to the arena. Usually uh, you'd see Doug out there warming guys up, stretching guys, helping things like that, you know, not having somebody there who you're seeing. I mean, it's just, it, it's hard. Yeah. It's, no, it's and, really hard. And, and it's real. You right. know, I think that's the thing that Joe talked about. It's, it's hard for, for fans to understand sometimes because they only see the guys on TV. They see their cards you know, they respond really well when you're playing with them in a, on a video game, right? Uh, you're, you're moving them around with your uh, controller. But they, you know, beyond all that stuff, you know, they're just like we are. And they've all got stuff going on. You know, I, I won't get into the specifics of this because it really doesn't matter. But I remember this is, you know, 10, 15 years ago when the Jazz uh, had a, a playoff run. And they had a really key guy who just struggled, just wasn't there. And then you find out a couple of months later through the grapevine that, he was having real personal life struggles, you know, uh, relationships falling apart, that sort of thing. And you kind of go, oh, well, <laughs> yeah, when you've got something that big going on, it's it's got to be tough doing some other stuff and keeping your eye on the ball. And uh, anyway, not to, you know, the Jazz still won by 15 and they didn't play all that well and not to to come out here with excuses. But but I was glad that Joe talked about that because it's got to have an impact. Yeah, and, and definitely, you know, like Quinn said, uh, all that being – said he he feels like the guys should you know find ways to you know get themselves motivated and play and um and so it, it's it's like you said i think it's it's not a huge ordeal yeah. uh, but what i think it is it's just a reminder and i think uh quinn's pretty smart to use you know his the timing he uses he's not irritable all the time right um usually pretty agreeable and so i think these types of things are great all right, uh, let's get some more player sound going. Uh, let's go back down to the media room with Donovan Mitchell. We'll get started with Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Don, it seems like team you guys are having some problems keeping guys out of the paint uh, when they're going small, small pick and roll and kind of not having Rudy in the action. What do you guys need to do there to improve that and just kind of up the defense uh, in overall? Uh, I think just being more solid. You know, taking that challenge. You know, if teams want to do that, we got to be able to stay there and, and guard, guard, guard your yard. Basically, um, we did a poor job of that tonight. Um, we're going to start seeing that more, and we just got to be ready for it. Um, and I think that's just all communication, all just 
fundamentally side on your feet, staying in front and just communicate and talk. You know, if we get beat, having the back and being able to rotate out of it. And then on top of that, being able to rebound, you know, because at that point, if we're rotating and switching, we're going to have mismatches. You're not going to necessarily have a man to go look for and hit. You got to find somebody and, and, and get them off the glass. You know, they did a great job of it, uh, executing the offensive voice tonight. And we, we didn't do our, do our job. And, you know, it's a good thing we won, but, you know, we're going to look at the film and find ways to get better from it. Tony Jones, The Athletic. Is there is there overlying or underlying reason why you guys didn't play as well as you guys would like tonight? Um, I'm not going to say that. You know, I think there are definitely things externally. There are definitely things that are all going on. But I think the biggest thing is when we play a team like this, you know, with their guys out, we you know, we, we got to understand, and I think we did, you know, to an extent, that, you know, they're playing free, you know, necessarily without John, without Christian, without uh, Vic. Like they're playing free and they, they're coming to, to attack us. Everybody's coming to attack us. And, you know, no matter what's going on, we got to, you know, be able to communicate and talk. <clears throat> we got to be able to communicate. We got to be able to defend. We got to be able to guard. There's going to be a bunch of things. But um, <clears throat> it's, it, it'd be easy to say it's the first game back trying to get our win. But, you know, I think we have a lot more pride in ourselves. And I think that's the collective feel around the, uh, the locker room uh, to just go out there and just compete a little bit better on the defensive end. Um, I think that's that's really – that's really it. You know, um, obviously it's, 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 it's something that, you know, we've, we've put a stamp on and tried to work on and, you know, tonight they exposed it and we just got to go out there and continue to, to work at it. Kristen Kenny, Joss TV. Don, what is the first thing that you want to address as you hit this road trip and face Steph and the Warriors on Sunday? Um, I think, like I said, you know, Guarding your yard, you know, keeping man in front, communicating, and just playing with a little more effort. Um, <clears throat> the miscommunication is one thing, but you know, being able to—if I don't say something to you, KK, and the man gets beat, uh, you get beat baseline. Like I gotta have your back, regardless of if we don't talk. It's just a natural instinct. We've done it on a thousand of occasions. You know, if, if Boyan's in the corner, for instance, and his man gets beat, whenever, even if it's a mistake, if Boyan's not supposed to go to the corner, we got to be able to be there and have each other's back. That's how we go from a good team to a great team. And we've done that. We've done that all year. And tonight was not who we are. And I think, you know, there's, there's going to be, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to mess up, but being able to have each other's backs and also, and, and quite frankly, just keeping the man in front of you, you know, that way we don't have these uh, mistakes because, you know, they kept Rudy away from the rim, which was smart, you know, and I think we just got to be able to defend better ourselves. Last question, Sarah Todd, Desert News. Donovan, I know that it's been a hard week for you guys with the passing of Doug Burrell and, you know, coming out of the break and, you know, it was a lot of mourning. I'm not saying that it was, you know, any excuse for what happened on the court, but how difficult is it to kind of balance what you guys are going through and, you know, kind of put that to the side to go back to work basically? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, for, for, for all of us, I think this was a, uh, this was a tough game, you know, um, this is a, a tough few days for, for us, for his family. Um, it's, it's definitely his, his presence is, is missed. It's, you instantly go to the stories, um, the funny stories, stuff that you kind of keep it to keep yourself, you know, uplifted. You know, it, it's definitely tough um, when you lose someone just with such enthusiasm, um, jokester, laughing, keeping energy, like keeping everything light every every day, talking trash. You know what I mean? Like um, you miss that. We miss that around here. And, you know, may Doug rest in peace. May he was a big, big, integral part of. This team, the teams he's been there for forever, been here forever, man. And I think, you know, it's definitely something, like I said, externally, um, that is tough uh, for sure. 
um, and I don't mean to to sound, I don't know what the word is. I don't I don't mean to sound like you know harsh or anything, but you know that we 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 did that and we we came in and we fought and we competed. But you know they are quite frankly like we got to be able to be you know and it's tough. It's it's tough. We got to be be locked in for the full forty eight. We we did a really really good job considering we saw Doug um, the viewing last night and you know guys kind of. I kind of got emotional and um, I think, you know, we did a, we did a solid job doing that, but we got to also lock in on what we're doing, but it's tough. And we got to find a way to balance that because teams are going to come in there and try and try and attack us no matter what, but um, it's definitely tough uh, for sure. All right. Thank you, Donovan. That was Donovan Mitchell and uh, Donovan had a great game tonight, of course, uh, with 28 points, eight assists, seven rebounds, but talked about how they do, uh, you know, Tim, I feel like this is kind of a theme uh, that we've talked about all year long, but uh, they need to make more of an effort to be more dialed in and more focused. Yeah, the f- the focus really is the the issue um, w- when this team struggles, and uh, I think I think that you know we've heard that enough, and there's you know there's enough buy-in that um, you know I, I think conversely th- there's just it's impossible to stay that dialed in all the time, I and mean, none of us do that. You know, I mean we. As good as as the big show is, some days are better than others. As good as <laughs> as my logistics presentations are, uh, you know, I, probably some days are better. Yeah. It's just the way it works. Yeah, certainly. All right, the Jazz win tonight, uh, one fourteen to ninety nine over the Houston Rockets. Uh, Post came brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer, and the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. More players sound. Stat nuggets from our guy Tyson Ewing coming up next right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz win tonight, 114 to 99. Let's check out your Master of the Glass. Brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 for each rebound secured by this year's team. Rebound leader, your master of the glass as usual, Rudy Gobert. 13 boards tonight to go along with his 14 points and six block shots. But shout out to Royce O'Neal, who was also very good on the glass tonight. He had uh, 11 rebounds. Uh, both Rudy and Royce had two offensive rebounds tonight. Uh, but there you go, your master of the glass. Rudy gets another one. Royce was nipping at his heels all game long. I was kind of watching that battle quietly. I didn't bring it up, but I was watching it. Royce's rebounding is one of the undertold stories of this uh, season for the Utah Jazz. They've been a dominant team on the glass this year. And, of course, you know, a lot of the credit goes to Rudy, who, after all, is one master of the glass every night but two. But, I mean, Royce O'Neal being this team's second-leading rebounder and doing what he does at 6'4 is pretty remarkable. And this game was in peril, too, because Jordan Clarkson only got two rebounds. Which we know that that's he under his mark. He has to get mark. four <laughs> for a guarantee. So... Yeah, they were treading on thin ice, and and I agree with your assessment. I think that Rudy is is probably the most dominant rebounder, or, or one of the most dominant rebounders in the league, and, and he's just so consistently good at it. Yep. All right, let's check out your three-point feature, sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Tonight, the Jazz from 315 of 40, 37.5%. 
Uh, they were led by, let's see here, Mike Conley was three of six, Donovan Mitchell three of nine, uh, Royce O'Neal two for four, Bogdanovich two of six, Joe Ingles two for four, and uh, Jordan Clarkson three of eight coming in off the bench. They had the attempts. They still had the 40 attempts, Tim. 37 and a half, though, a little lower than we're used to seeing this Jazz team shoot. But still, I mean, if you compare it to other years of Jazz basketball, I mean, if this were a post-game show two years me? ago, we'd be like, whoa, 37 and a half percent. It's kind of funny how that 15 goes. 15 makes. Yeah, right. Again, we talk about the bar. You yep. set the bar. Oh, man, we make 20 all the time. We only made 15 tonight. How dare you? <laughs> what a drag. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get some more post-game sound going. Uh, let's go back down uh, to the media room with Rudy Gobert. First question will be Tony Jones, the athletic. You know, long five game trip coming up for you guys. Um, you know, and and it and expands um, pretty much throughout the country in terms of geography. So, kind of two part question: What's the mindset going in for you guys on the floor, and what's the mindset for you guys off the floor in terms of rest, uh, traveling that many miles, and and what's going to be a condensed period of time? I mean, the number one, you know, for us is to just keep getting better. You know, whatever, whatever it's uh, working on ourselves individually, uh, physically, mentally. Uh, you know, we know that uh, we're going to have a lot of games. It's going to be a, our last long road trip, but it's going to be a, an important one for us. And, you know, it's just about taking every game as an opportunity to get better. And... Like we saw tonight, you know, uh, teams are going to try to attack our weaknesses. And it's a great opportunity for us to, you know, make sure we don't have any any weaknesses when we get into the playoffs. So, you know, just uh, take care of our bodies, take care of our minds, um, and just keep, you know, keep taking uh, every game as a great opportunity to to get better and, and of course, uh, try to win every game. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy Quinn said tonight that it was that it was a very poor performance, just given that you guys didn't defend the paint well, didn't defend the three point line well. Uh, to what do you kind of attribute that? And and not that it's an excuse, but how hard was it to go out and focus tonight with uh, with what happened with uh, Doug Burrell this week? I mean, there was a a few different factors. Obviously, the, the All Star break and uh, and yeah, uh, the passing of of Doug. Um, you know, but uh, regardless of you know what happens, uh, we gotta we gotta be there for one another, and uh, we gotta be better. We, we know the, the the few things that uh, when we don't do, uh, it really hurts us. And you know, whether it's turnover, uh, uh, our defense, and uh, and uh, our rebounding, you know, those three things, um, they kind of they kind of all connected in a way, but. Uh, if we take care of the ball, it's way easier for us to get back on defense and uh, we don't get cross-match and we don't give up as many offensive rebounds. And and then once we get, you know, we get back on defense, we got to stay in front of our man and and protect the, you know, and guard just play defense. And, and it's easier to to get those rebounds when we when we don't get beat every single time. And, uh, you know, and, uh, and it's on me to, you know, make sure that uh, I have everybody's back and, uh, and also I got to do a better job on the rebound too. Kristen Kenny, Joe's TV. With that being said, Rudy, what what do you want to see really improve defensively? I want us all to to embrace um, 
our defensive identity because we know that when we do that, the offense becomes much more easier, you know, and, uh, you know, we know that, uh, you know, if everybody uh, is able to step up defensively, um, you know, we, we, we go from being a very good team to being a, uh, a championship caliber team. And, you know, it's got to be who we are. And we, it's been for the majority of the season, it's been who we are. But every time there's a game when we're a little flat, when we're a little tired, it's, it's kind of like we go back, uh, you know, to our demons. And it's, you know, kind of like not playing defense. And, and offensively, it's, uh, you know, uh, all being uh, not as patient with the ball and, and not moving the ball as much. So it's, you know, it's on, it's on, uh, it's on me to, you know, to lead these guys, especially defensively, and and to and to set the tone. And it's on, uh, you know, our guards to, uh, you know, to be better, you know, to to be better. And if we all do that together, um, you know, it's a uh, it's a different game, and we're a different team. All right, we're done. Thank you, Rudy. There you go. That was Rudy Gobert, the master of the glass himself. As uh, Rudy tonight, fourteen points, thirteen rebounds and six block shots and uh, all three jazz players we've heard of or heard from excuse me so far tonight tim have kind of kind of said similar things when it comes to to focus and effort yeah rudy's um you really candid always and really honest and i was i'm not surprised you know his his thing is i think the most important thing he said is he wants this team to embrace their are the team's defensive identity and I've said this many times, Jake, as good as this team is defensive or offensively, the the chance they have to win a championship is if everybody gets back to that, uh, you know, mentality that they're going to have each other's back all the time. You know, you hear Donovan talking about that. Um, communicate, be aware, be locked in, be dialed in, and then just make the play for your teammate. And the better this team gets defensively, and, and as they improve defensively, they're going to be really, really difficult to beat. We've seen that. But that's the, that's the good to great for this team. All right. Should we get into some, uh, some of our stat nuggets from our guy Tyson? Please. Our friend Tyson Ewing does uh, stats for the television broadcast AT&T Sportsnet. You can follow him on Twitter at TyEwing2. And he man- manages to uh, send us a few nuggets for the postgame. And we always appreciate it. All right, let's get started. Tonight was the 25th time this season the Jazz have hit 15 or more threes in a game. They hit 15 plus threes 31 times last year and 19 times two years ago. So that plays right into what we were talking about a few minutes ago. Yeah, exactly. Get spoiled. Just like, oh, only 15 and Is they that all? 37%. Oof, we got to get better. 25th time they've done it this year. <laughs> Uh, Donovan Mitch- Mitchell finished with eight assists. The Jazz are 56 and 14, which is an 800 winning percentage when he has six or more assists in a game. I liked his assertiveness. I liked his, uh, you know, the, he, he really did take it upon himself to make plays. And I think, you know, he's one of the guys who maybe won too many dribbles a couple times or forced a shot here or there that maybe doesn't. But I like how aggressive he came out to play. And I think that that was a real positive thing from tonight. Tonight was Rudy Gobert's 17th career game with six-plus blocks. It was the third time he's gotten six or more this season, which I didn't realize he had done that that much this year. Somebody ought to promote number of Rudy's blocks. You know, if you get if he gets five, you get a free steak. Okay. <laughs> like the yeah. Arby's Steel like thing. Like the Arby's Steel yeah. thing. That's right. And we can get our boy Alex to read it. We get him in there. He can be the voice of uh, the Terra, the Gateway, and uh, the Arby's Steel feature. 
most importantly, the voice of reason. That is uh, that is a fact. All right, Royce O'Neal had 11 rebounds tonight. This is the ninth time this season where he's finished with double-digit rebounds. He's also done it three out of the last four games. He had double-digit rebounds just nine times in his whole career before the season started. Wow. That is an impressive one right there. Uh, again, playing right into what we were talking about earlier, the, yep. the storyline of Royce O'Neal's rebounding. He's been He's been excellent. All right, uh, with this being uh, Boyan Bogdanovich's 100th career game, he now qual uh, or excuse me, that can't be right. Uh, he qual- now qualifies the top 10 in free throw percentage and three-point percentage as a jazz man. 100th career game, let's say. Got you. Yeah, yeah okay. That makes more makes sense. Makes more now. sense yeah, now. It does. Sorry, Tyson, I can't read. Uh, he is number two all-time in jazz history in free throw percentage. Uh, behind Jeff Hornacek, who's at uh, 89.7. He's number three all-time in Jazz history in three-point percentage. Uh, Jeff Hornacek at 42.8, Joe Ingles at 41.2, and Boyan Bogdanovich at 41 even. Now, I had just had a vision of Hornacek shooting a, a free throw. You know, how, the, how he bounced, yeah. touched his face a couple times for his kids. He was in the building tonight, too, assisting with the Rockets. That's right. Man, that, that thing always went in, too, didn't Always it? went in. Always went Smooth. in. Smooth. Uh, the Rockets took 111 shots tonight. That is the most shots allowed in a non-overtime game by the Utah Jazz since March 27th, 1987, when San Antonio took 112 shots. I was a junior in high school. It's been a minute. I was ripping up Plano High School in Texas. Pretty incredible. That's, That's a long time ago. That is a long time ago. Uh, the shot margin tonight, here's our last one. Shot margin tonight was third uh, plus 30 in favor of Houston. This is the largest shot differential by the Jazz since April 14, 1994, when San Antonio, again, took 30 more shots. It's only the seventh time in Jazz history that an opponent has attempted 30-plus more shots than the Jazz. So rare, very rare, but not, you know, unprecedented. I thought it maybe was unprecedented, but well, that's it's... Pretty, that's pretty close. Yeah, but it's happening. Yeah. Seven times. I guess that's seven Seven (laughs) times in the whole franchise's history. And they still won by 15. Yeah. I I mean, imagine. Imagine the other team getting 111 shots and and having 30-plus more attempts and still losing by 15 points. That would be frustrating. When the Jazz team didn't play that well. And I guess them playing, not playing that well probably led to those 30 more attempts. But still. Just remember, Coach Morrill, Stu Morrill used to tell me all the time, to me it's not about the X's and O's, it's about the Jimmys and Joes. That's right. So thank you to our friend Tyson Ewing. Again, his uh, Twitter account, at TyEwing2. Coming up next, we'll have your play of the game as Jazz beat the Rockets tonight, 114-99. to uh, Want to remind you about our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Uh, and the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. More straight ahead. We'll get Coach's final thoughts on this one right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Driving tape blocked by Rudy. 110-99. Donovan, big step to the rack. Blocked at the rim. Kick out to O'Neal. Rotate to Conley. Catch and shoot three. Pow, ball game. There you go, David Locke, in your play of the game. Brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you. Jazz win tonight over the Rockets, 114-99. to Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe, 
It's your Jazz Game Night postgame show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Uh, if you're just joining us at 1140 on a Friday night, Donovan Mitchell tonight, 28 points, 8 assists, 7 rebounds to lead the way for the Jazz. Uh, Rudy Gobert and Royce O'Neal both had double-doubles. Uh, Rudy with 14 and 11. He also had six block shots. Royce, 10 points, uh, 11 rebounds. Uh, other Jazz players, uh, Mike Conley tonight, 20 points, four assists, three boards. Jordan Clarkson had 15 coming in off the bench. Bogdanovich with 15. Uh, and uh, let's see here, Joe Ingles, eight points, three rebounds, and three assists. As far as the Rockets go, they got a uh, big-time scoring performance from Kevin Porter Jr. He had 27 points on 11 of uh, 11 of 25 shooting. Uh, Sterling Brown with 15 points. Uh, Kenyon Martin Jr. Uh, with 15 points. Kind of like Kenyon Martin Jr. He's got a, he's got that uh, got a little bit of the build and athleticism that his old man had. And plays with that edge. He does. He yeah. met. Who do you meet at the rim and blocked his shot? That was Rudy. Rudy. Yeah. Yeah. That was quite I, I like him too. too. He's tough. Yeah, there's, there's, and I really like Porter. And you know, Porter had some issues at USC with kind of discipline, and but I, and he's got, he's pretty good, man. I think he may be a guy that uh, that finds a way to stick around. Well, this is only his second game with this Rockets team, That's which right. is, uh, which is pretty amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, maybe with a little opportunity to show his stuff, this is uh, where he'll catch on, or at least as we talked about earlier, put some uh, film on tape and get some other opportunities coming up down the road. Uh, let's get some final thoughts uh, from you, Tim, before we put a wrap on this one and look forward to Golden State on Sunday. Well, I'll go back to the keys. I, I think that I think that assess it pretty good. Number one, we talked about you know trying to find that rhythm, get back in that rhythm, and make defense really kind of that engaging thing. Like Rudy talked about, making it a rallying thing that everybody understands that that's got to be your identity. So. I would say that that was probably the negative that came out of tonight. Um, you know, that was just not what we all kind of felt watching the team. But given that, nobody got hurt, and they won. Um, and I think that you can't lose sight of that. I think this is that time of year right now, particularly coming out of the break, where you're going to probably see a little bump. And uh, most importantly, the team's just got to stay together, got to stay focused. Uh, I loved Quinn's approach to this loss, or excuse me, this win. He, tr- he treated it like a loss. He did. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, obviously, he's going to dial these guys in, and he knows that what they have in front of him on the road. Um, but all in all, I think if you look at it that way, um, and most importantly, they won the game, and that's really the ultimate challenge. Coach, uh, a little bit uh, been out of shape about some of the effort stuff, um, particularly, you know, a big thing from tonight, Houston with 19 offensive rebounds, took 30 more field goals than the Jazz, 111 field goals total. So, you know, those are certainly things where uh, they need to clamp down on those things. And, and echoing what Rudy said as well, and that's what you got to love about Rudy is he's got his, you know, you can see him work the offense. He's certainly very important. But in these postgame press conferences, I mean, he's talking about defensive issues, and he's definitely the quarterback of that defense, and that's what matters to him. And he's right. I mean, a lot of what the Jazz do, we've talked about transition all year. I mean, a lot of that is predicated on getting defensive stops and getting defensive rebounds. And part of it, too, with Rudy is, you know, he, he puts so much uh, pride into that side, um, but he's also so good at it, and he cleans up so many messes that really when a guy just gets straight line beat, that's frustrating. Um, and Donovan mentioned guard your yard. Yep. And you really have to do that. Uh, you know, the guys just have to lock in. It's a matter of tightening it down. Um, 
as good as this team can be will really be based on, in my mind, how well they really start to kind of play defensively and gel defensively. Uh, all right, quick update on what's going on in Vegas. Utah stayed up on Colorado State 35-32 to 32 with 18 minutes left to go. They just barely started the second half. And uh, uh, I'll tell you what, Craig Smith has won two consecutive Mountain West Conference tournaments, and he's still alive for his third. That guy... That guy uh, is doing is doing something right there up in Logan. We'll see what happens tonight. This would be a huge win over Colorado State and uh, be a, a, a big uh, resume builder to get into the tournament at an, as an at-large if they didn't win the tournament. But, I mean, this is just old hat for the Aggies. They just go down to Vegas and win tournament games. And the interesting part of this game, um, Nico Medved, who's the head coach at Colorado State, he and Craig were assistants together for Tim Miles at Colorado State. So I know them both really well, and they're good friends, but I guarantee you right now they hate each other until this thing's over. Oh, yeah. I bet so. Well, there's a lot on the line for yeah, both you're, teams. Yeah. Somebody is playing for a birthright. Yeah, exactly. So that will uh, continue on here on 97.5 after uh, we are done. Of course, it's over on 1280 AM as well. Uh, with that, we want to say a big thanks to Locke and Boone calling all the action for us tonight. John Kiefer was our broadcast assistant. Thanks to Alex Lundberg, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Good to see you, Lundy. Appreciate your work. Uh, thank you, Tim Lacombe. Always a pleasure, sir. I missed you. I missed you, and I missed – I'm just going to start calling him Bingo. I like it. I miss Bingo over there, too. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> and Bingo was his name. That's right. All right, your final – uh, the Jazz beat the Rockets 114 to 99. They moved to 28 and 9 on the season. Up next, they'll take on the Golden State Warriors on Sunday afternoon. Little matinee game. That game will tip off at two o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at one, and of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.